0: Hi, and welcome back to Lively Minds. This is your host, Marisol, and I am here with my co-host, Nancy. Nancy, how are you doing today?
1: Honestly, I wish I was better. It is 11.17. We have been trying to do this episode for several days now, and I honestly feel a little frustrated and a little anxious. I also feel frustrated. So, guys, we've had two
0: maybe two, a little bit more than two weeks of either I'm busy or you're busy. And we've just had some very busy weeks. I don't know where that came from for me because I feel like normally I have a very balanced life, but we've been trying. And hopefully with this episode, the audio will be better because we know the audio has not been the best. And we all also know that we haven't been as consistent, but we are working on it. And yeah, hopefully, you know, we're back on schedule and with better audio and great episodes. So Nancy, do you want to introduce today's episode for today?
1: For sure. So today's episode should be a little bit more chill. It should be like, it should be like, almost like y'all are just listening to me and Marisol talk. Sounds weird, but um. We actually do not talk on a regular. I feel like we talk maybe like on a regular, like I would, if I had to pinpoint, I'd be like, we talk on a regular three times a week. Does that sound right? Three times a week. That sounds like a lot and a little at the same time to me. Because three times. I a feel week, like we did. I don't, I don't did talk to anybody, anybody three times a
0: week. <laughs> well, I say I feel like we did maybe like two weeks ago. I feel like because I've been so busy recently and honestly, I feel a little drained I think that maybe this week and last week, I have just, I don't know, not really been there. Um, so I feel like before these last this week and a half, we did talk a little bit more, but I feel like recently we have not been talking as much. Would you agree?
1: I would agree. And I just want to say that Marisol being drained, I can relate to because I am a military family. So we get to move around and I have lived in two cool places now, which is Monterey, California and I live in Hyattsville, Maryland, and which is right outside of DC, like two miles from DC to be exact. And I host a lot because I have family who want to see Liana. I have family who wanted to see Monterey. And hosting is draining. Could you agree?
0: It is. And I think it's a lot of it is just energy where sometimes you don't feel like you even have. And I think I'm a person that I need to recharge a lot. Um, and even though I did enjoy the people that I had over, I had my family over both weekends, I do think that to me, I get drained pretty easily. So I just have been exhausted. I've been kind of recuperating from doing a lot recently.
1: So I'm gonna keep going on this topic because I kind of feel like it's interesting. I love hosting. Like and I think me and Jesus love hosting. Even though it can be a lot, like I thoroughly enjoy it. Like I love hosting and I think it's funny because we were both hostesses at Monterey at one point. <laughs> but anyways. <laughs> okay. Um, uh-huh. as a host, Marisol, because I have hosted Marisol in California. What you are my what are me and Jesus like as hosts? And you can be honest. You can give us a rating from 1 to 10.
0: Honest answer, I feel like you guys really weren't that great. Okay. Okay. Tell I'm us just why. Kidding. No, no, no. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No. So I remember the first time that I came over um, to Monterey, I was on a long road trip alone. And It just felt so nice that in the middle of that road trip alone because it was a pretty long road trip That I was able to stay at your house and I had a good time I feel like you guys gave me a bed like you guys were very warming and then the second time Whenever I did come over I feel like you guys were very warming But I also feel like I'm a pretty chill person and the second time was whenever I helped you guys drive across the country And I was like you if you guys want to drive together back home fine Let me drive alone or I don't know. I feel like I'm a pretty chill person And you guys allow me to be a pretty chill person.
1: I want to piggyback off of that. Marisol is a great guest. And I feel like hosting is really nice when you have a really easygoing guest who does not picky. You know what I mean? Yes. (laughs) Um, Because we have hosted a lot of family and friends. So I feel like I've had about every guest personality that there is. And... I would rate you, a guess, probably like a 10 from a one to 10 because you were just so easy. Like you never requested anything. You know what I mean? Like I would give you options and you would be like, whatever's easier for you. And I'd be like, oh, so to me, that's like an A+. And I feel like I am up for experiences.
0: And even, you know, when. so me and Nancy, we ended up going um, to Napa Valley to a winery. And I don't like drinking. At the time, I didn't really drink much wine. Um, but whenever you suggested, I was like, I'm down. Like, I don't care. It, to me, it's about the experience. So.
1: Do you remember the experience of us being high and my mother-in-law telling us a story and us just laughing and she thought we were laughing with her, but we were really laughing at her?
0: I feel like that happened a lot of times, but I'm pretty sure I did. I'm pretty sure she knew that I was high. <laughs> we she should ask her one by day. way.
1: She really liked you. Like, she really, really genuinely did. Like, I hope you get to see her again. She's coming for my Thanksgiving. She's coming to my house wow. for Thanksgiving. Um, I liked her, too. She made some bomb-ass food. She does. She can cook. She cooks amazing.
0: Um, wow.
1: You get to try her caldo probably yeah but did you do you, do you like Jesus' food i feel like jesus cooks so healthy and so yummy um because i, I think cooked pizza I, remember, first. I think we made pizzas at home am i wrong i wouldn't say you
0: made some good or maybe it was him he made some really good pizza and i try to recreate it at home like whenever i got home and i could i to this day i gave up because i just can't recreate it
1: that's funny but I, I like our pizza. We literally had that today, Money So we had pizza and salad. Do you remember the salad? Because <laughs> we always have salad with our pizza. We try to balance out.
0: It was. I just remember it being good food. So props to Jesus for being a good chef.
1: Oh my god, my brother calls him Chef Jesus. Is that funny? <laughs>
0: and I'm pretty sure he has this whole thing where, like, he has, like, his napkin, and, like, he gets in the groove, and he does a yeah. pretty good job at it, so good for him. He
1: enjoys it, so do not think I make my man cook. He enjoys it. No, he seems like he enjoys it. All right. Are you – are we – okay, so let me – we are already in the, in the episode. I'm just going to say we're – me and my soul are having a conversation and getting to know each other, and y'all are getting to know us, and they're just going to be random topics, random questions, So we're already basically deeped in. So do you want to go next? Do you want to ask a question, Marisol?
0: Yes. So I'll start. And this next question is just trying to be super transparent. Um, Trying, I guess, just to get in my mind and maybe your mind as well, Nancy. But where is your mental state currently?
1: Like from a 1 to 10 or from like A, B, C, D, E, F? I guess there's no E. I guess like grade-wise, like tell me how you want me to tell you because I feel like I can't give you a clear answer unless you give me a clear range.
0: Okay, so 1 to 10, how are you
1: today? I'm a 7. Okay, that's not terrible. It's not terrible, but guess what I was like a couple days ago? A 10. I was a 10. I was a superstar. I was rocking it. If I could have been an 11, I was an 11 how, what does that look like? I think I need to manage my time better. If anybody follows me on Instagram, I've been working out super hard because I want to lose my baby weight. Like I am determined, right? So Mm. I am struggling. These are the things I'm juggling and I'm literally juggling my hands right now. Like if I was juggling, I'm juggling working out, right? Because I make it a priority. Like I'm not kidding around with that. Like it is a priority and some people don't prioritize it. But I do like I really do like whether it's the tonal whether it's the Peloton whether I'm doing a kickboxing class like I need to work out. It is good for my mental health, especially as a person with a mental illness like I need those endorphins to kick in. So I prioritize that I am a new mother. My baby turns five months this um, month of November and I am juggling being a new mother. I am juggling being a wife And if you notice, the order I did things is basically the order of when I wake up. First, I work out. Then Liana, I get her ready for daycare. Then I see my husband because my husband sleeps in a little bit because he's in med school or not med school, but he's in school to be a doctor. He's like doing his master's or whatever. And he's drained. I am a crazy woman because I have a job, right? I work at a middle school, high school as a speech language pathologist assistant. And I have accepted two more jobs after that. I haven't officially started them, but that's three jobs. Like today, my new boss, she emailed me and she's like, can you work this day, this day, this day, this day? And it and it worked out because she knows that I work at another school and I'm off. You know what I mean? So the dates are perfect. So I am only working 40 hours, okay? So don't think like I'm working like 80 hours or something. I'm only working 40, but it's three jobs. And mm-hmm. they're different settings. Like one's like pre-K through third. The other one is like baby, 17 month old babies to like two year olds. And I am juggling work. I'm juggling being a, I still consider myself young. So a young woman within mental illness with a baby, with a husband, with three jobs, with belly fat that she wants to get rid of. And I feel like everybody is juggling a million things. You know what I mean? Like, these are just my million things. But I'm sure, Marisol, what are you juggling?
0: I feel like I'm not juggling a million things. I think what I seem to be juggling is probably more my mental health. Um, I think that over the summer, I have been doing a lot better. Last October, I started experiencing anxiety for the first time in my life and what i mean by anxiety is it was more than just a regular oh i'm feeling anxious about something um i started experiencing more of like really intrusive thoughts that i didn't want to have i started to feel very i guess like i couldn't breathe my mind was racing it was really really scary and i ended up looking on the internet, doing research, I um, started to feel just really scary thoughts. And I also ended up going to a holistic doctor um, who also helped me. So throughout, that was since like January, February. So since like February all the way till the end of October, I have been feeling fine. I would get anxious just slightly, but nowhere near as bad as it was for those couple of months. And then just still uh, in the last week or two, I've been kind of a little bit more anxious. And it kind of terrifies me because in my mind I'm like, I don't want to go back to that again. Like I don't want it to be scary. Um, as someone who has never really dealt with terrible anxiety most of my life. I find that it's hard for me to even juggle just existing and dealing with anxiety. Um, and I think I make that, it worse
1: that, on myself That's such a deep That's such a deep thing that you just said, like I listen to you and just existing. you know what I mean? Like the fact that you said that, like that's like major, you know what I mean? like this that just lets me know that your anxiety is no joke, you know what I mean? because. I've been there a struggle and I just feel like I really empathize with you and I'm a very empathetic person. I actually think we both are. Is it yes. anything <laughs> to do with you and Scorpio? Is it anything to be because we're both Scorpio, right?
0: I'm not Scorpio. But oh, I that think was
1: that why did I think that? I don't know.
0: But I th- I th- I think it has to do with water signs. Um, which Scorpio is a water sign, so they feel things um mainly Scorpios feel things very deeply
1: because I and but like as soon as you said that I literally stopped like what I was staring at and really started thinking about you you know what I mean because I I really feel for you like you know you had mentioned it to me but once I listened to you right now it like really made me realize holy crap like that does not sound fun at all
0: well, in my mind, whenever people tell me that they have really terrible anxiety and I deal with it, not on a daily basis, but every now and then I wonder like, how do people deal with this every day? Because the times that I do get it, I'm just, it's its so deteriorating to just whatever you're doing. I could be, there was Nancy, there was one time where I was coming home last year and I was having anxiety in the plane. And in my mind, I was like, oh my gosh, like what if I lose my mind? Like what if I have a panic attack and, you know, I also have DACA and like I can't have anything on my record and like these people are going to think I'm crazy.
1: Like it was, it was like a mind thing. Yes, because I'm going on a plane tomorrow, lady, and now I'm going to have these thoughts. (laughs) Don't, no, no, don't have those
0: thoughts. But it's just kind of like what I'm just referring to. I think it's very. Sorry,
1: I was going to say, I think we can share that me sharing losing my mind definitely affected you i think that's fair to share
0: it is fair to share because um and i think i told you this so so the holistic doctor that i visited last year or or like literally in january of this year actually i started to go to her again um two weeks ago because i was having anxiety again And just recently that I went to see her again, I told her that how I was feeling, how I was feeling very anxious, and that I also was having pretty intrusive thoughts of feeling like I'm gonna lose my mind. And whenever, um, so she does this thing, it's really hard to explain what she does, but she'll sit me down or she'll lay me down, she'll do something to my bag, and then she'll sit me up and we do what we call an emotional release. And in this emotional release, so kind of like touch my, like or grab my hand and like, like touch like my pulses or I don't know what it is. And she kind of started talking to herself, not in a crazy way. Cause she's like a legit doctor. Um, but she just practiced more holistic medicine, but she, we ended up talking about how, um, I have a fear of losing my mind. I have a fear of, Because I I think I disassociate disassociate a lot where I do you know what that means, Nancy? Yeah, I know exactly what that means. So for those who of um those of you who don't know, disassociation pretty much means that you don't feel in reality. Like you don't feel it's kind of almost like a brain fog.
1: The disconnection from like our reality and reality.
0: Yes. And I find myself in that state very frequently and it's very scary because sometimes I there's been times where I look at myself in the mirror and I don't recognize who I'm looking at and it's really really scary um so I was
1: telling her that's so crazy that's just so crazy to me because when I was manic you know like really manic I couldn't look in the mirror and in the mental hospital where I was they had to cover the mirror for me Marisol like Mm -hmm. they did they had to put like paper on it because I would get scared when I looked in the mirror.
0: I feel like those haven't that doesn't happen every day, but those moments that it has happened, it's super scary because it's like a I just don't feel grounded. I don't feel I guess like that I can be in I can be present, you know? So anyways, um so I told her I was like I'm afraid that I'm gonna like lose my mind and I just won't have a safe space to feel the to like, you know, to if, if I'm having a panic attack, and what if I'm at work, and what if, you know, these people think that I'm crazy, or, you know, if I'm in the plane, or if I'm in the car, because sometimes it happens when I'm driving, it, and, um, and you know, if you're driving, and you have people driving with you, and you have the thoughts like, what if I freak out, and I can't pull over, I don't know, it's really, really scary, so Anyways, so she brought it back, and she she was like, what happened to you around 25 that made you feel that you couldn't have emotions? And so I thought back, and I was like, at 25, I was teaching Pilates. And I actually had, I think I had blocked this out of my brain, because whenever I was teaching Pilates, I remember... Experiencing anxiety for the first time, that I used to go to a CBD store and buy CBD to to, um to take before class because I had such bad anxiety. And the reason why I had such bad anxiety is because I feel like I was pretty depressed. And at the time, I was under a contract, and I could not take time off because whenever I did try to take time off, my manager was like, "You can't take time off. Like you just you just have to be there."
1: Um, so bad, like I hate mean bad managers, you know what I mean? Bad managers will make people quit, and if everybody was a good manager, everybody could like their job a little bit more, and I so remember when this was happening because we were actually really good friends when this was this was happening because this is right before our road trip. I remember yeah, and then yeah, and then you know it kind of sucks that that job didn't work out for you because. How badass, excuse my language, how badass is it that there was a Latina teaching Pilates in, a, in, a, in, in Augusta, in, in Aiken, you know what I mean? Because that is, excuse me, but that is like white town. And how badass was it that a Latina was teaching them?
0: Oh yeah, and Pilates is a very expensive hobby and it literally was full of just white people, especially older white people or people that, who had money.
1: I used to do Pilates in Monterey, California with wealthy, wealthy, wealthy women.
0: I was yeah. the most
1: girl there. Exactly.
0: So you, you really are one of the very few people of color in that whole room. And in a way, you're telling them what to do, but you're also helping them. You know what I'm saying? So it was that's like was a whole ironic. different thing. You
1: know what I mean? It's ironic a little bit. You know what I mean? You know what I, for mean, sure, what I mean? For sure, for sure.
0: No okay. no, I definitely know what you mean. But I think to me it was the fact that I I was literally under contract and I could not leave and I and I'm a person that I need to recharge. I need I can't pour out of my cup if it's empty. Like I just can't. And I I don't know, it was very detrimental to me and I would I literally remember going into work um, on Tuesdays, I would go in at three. And that whole day, I, all I could think about was working. I would literally cry to Destin and tell him how I just could not do it anymore.
1: That sounds like a lot, Marisol. Like, I'm surprised. Were you in therapy when this was going on, or no?
0: No, I had to start therapy because of that. I literally had to seek out therapy because I was, I, I literally felt like I was drowning. Not losing my mind. I felt, yeah, I felt like I was trapped. Oh my and gosh. so, <laughs> yeah, so then I, so I told my, um, I told a doctor this and she was, just, she was just like, okay, so you felt a certain way and yet you could not, like, you could not, I could not feel all of my feelings because I couldn't, like, I could not feel, I could not You're- go through my emotions that I was, that I needed to feel because my contract did not allow me to my manager did not allow me to so I literally felt stuck and so she kind of connected that together she's just like at the time like that's when your anxiety really began because you could not you did not have a safe space to- you,
1: get, you didn't get to express yourself is what I think I'm listening to like you know what I mean because everybody has to express You know, when you're stressed, we're supposed to have coping mechanisms. And what I'm listening to, I feel like I'm doing therapy right now, but what I'm listening to is like that you couldn't, you didn't have like coping mechanisms and you were doing your best, like with the CBD, with the therapy, but it wasn't enough.
0: No. And Nancy, when the day that I quit, I literally felt like I freed myself. You have no idea. But didn't you quit?
1: We're doing the road trip.
0: <laughs> no, I, I literally quit. The day, no, the day that I quit, I called my boss, not my manager. I literally called her boss. I called the owner, and I because I submitted my thirty, my my um my resignation she did, she was, letter. Oh, okay. No, I submitted my resignation letter, and then immediately, like maybe within that hour, the owner called me, and she's just like, "What can we do?" Um, and I I cry to her. I literally, and I hate crying to people. I cried to her and I told her, I was like, this is my experience with the manager. This is what I told her and this is what she told me and I can't do it anymore. I was like, it's affecting my mental health. I cannot do it anymore. And she never brought up the contract, which till this day I'm very thankful for, but um, I was free. I like, they didn't,
1: they just let me go. Oh, my goodness, Monique's phone. I remember this, but, like, listening to you, what, how many years ago was that? What year were we in? Um, that, was- that was actually 2021, the end of 2021. So now we're in 2023. So two years later, do you feel, and this is going to sound weird, but do you feel like you've healed from it today?
0: I, I thought that I was fine, but whenever I was at the, uh, the doctor and she connected the doctor, I think I have trauma from that, that I need to work through
1: it almost like ptsd or no because i'm very unfamiliar with ptsd
0: i am too but i could i could see it maybe being a thing because again it's like it's it's the feeling of feeling unsafe to if i if i am going to have an anxiety attack if i am going to experience sad feelings
1: or whatever it is that i can't safely do it you know what i'm saying so I'm gonna read the definition because I'm just on front of my laptop and it says post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD, is a disorder that develops in some people who have experienced a shocking, scary, or dangerous effect. It is natural to feel afraid during and after a traumatic situation. And I'm going to follow that with everybody experiences life differently. You know what I mean? Like what is PT, like what is triggering to you may not trigger me but something that triggers me may not trigger you but then exactly triggers both of us you know what I mean like everybody is is dealing with life based on their we talked about this in the healing inner teen and then there's the childhood stuff and like all these little things that we always think don't matter and it's like what you said Marisol Our brain will protect us and block stuff out, but then there comes a time when it starts to come back. Do you know what I mean? Yes.
0: And I think anxiety is, and I've recently, I've been literally diving into Reddit and to like looking into books, into YouTube, literally into anything that will help me because I'm willing to try anything. And I've learned recently that anxiety really is, its you know how like when people have allergies and for example, like it's peanut butter, it's your body reacting to something because it thinks it's harmful. It's not harmful, but it thinks it's harmful. So I think anxiety is similar to where you, you're, it's, it's like your brain is trying to protect you when in reality, it's like you're safe. Like if I'm in a car and I feel like I can't breathe and my heart is racing, it's like, I'm fine. But it's my body trying to protect me. It's my mind trying to protect me.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to follow up with that by saying that I blocked out a lot of memories and I'm really good at blocking it out. And then there's some things that I couldn't block out that I wish I could block out. Does that even make sense? No, that makes sense. Yeah. And then you know how you said that it's like um your body kind of fighting. I don't know. Say it one more time. You said body fighting. How did you say it, Monty? It's like your body is trying to protect you. Yes. So you know what's interesting about that? Because I know I've mentioned this in the podcast, and for those of you who haven't listened or this is your first episode, I have an autoimmune disorder named rheumatoid arthritis. What is an autoimmune disease? An autoimmune disease happens when the body's natural defense system can't tell the difference between your own cells and foreign cells, causing Mm -hmm. the body... Mistakenly attack normal cells. So there's 80 types of autoimmune diseases and the rheumatoid arthritis really sucks, Marisol. And I know we're like discussing you, but I'm gonna just pivot a little bit and say, have you seen my elbow lately? No. My elbow is deformed, Marisol. It's crooked. Like my my arm cannot be straight. It is literally crooked, like jacked up. And it is the disease that is, you know, eating my, my joints. Like it is fucked up. Like, I don't know what else to say. And my hip is starting to be messed up. And I had x-rays done like two months ago. And it turns out that now I have osteoarthritis in my hip and mm-hmm. they due maybe possibly to having Liana and that's a whole nother like I want to do an episode on my c-section because I feel like c-sections are not talked about so I'm not going to go into that um but I did dilate just so everybody knows I dilated to 10 which is like what you're supposed to dilate to have a no- natural birth but mm-hmm. my story is a little complicated so again I want to do an episode on my birth of Liana but I'm just saying me 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 my aunt does Reiki in Mexico City and she's a really cool aunt. She's a real little hippie. I've always talked to you about her. I love her. She always so, ta- hold on real quick. Can you tell people what Reiki means for the people that don't know? Oh, for sure. It's funny because I was talking about Reiki today. Um, let me give a good definition. I'm gonna put Reiki definition. Cause this is a good one. This is this is a good episode so far in my opinion. So Reiki is a healing technique based on the principle that the therapist can channel energy into the patient by means of touch. And I don't think all Reiki masters touch you because my Reiki masters, I've I've seen two, they can just put their hands over your body and it's enough. And then it says to activate the natural healing processes of the patient's body and restore physical and emotional well-being. So, I have a story. So, it's story time. I went to Mexico City to do Reiki with my aunt because I was going through rheumatoid arthritis. I was going through bipolar. I was a a wreck, right? And my aunt did something on me. It was really cool, but I think I needed more. Like, I love her, but I feel like she was not powerful enough, if that makes sense. And she said... to see someone very legit, like somebody who from really far places go see, it's really hard to get like um, a session with him. But my aunt and her husband are friends with him. So I went to this person in Toluca, Mexico. Toluca is a state in Mexico. And when I saw him, he had like these eagle feathers. And he like put them all over my body. And he did like a little chant. And he did Reiki on me. And then he asked me, like, well, I don't even think he asked me. I think he told me I was bipolar. And then that's freaky, right? And then he told me that I was a very special individual. And I don't even know if I should say, share this because I feel like I sound weird. But here it goes. He told me that if I wanted to, I could I could do Reiki. And that's really crazy, right? Because what am I, Marisol? I'm very intuitive. Yeah, I'm super intuitive. And he he told me that, like, he knew that about me. He told me things that, like, I knew about myself that I had never told anybody. And this sounds like almost like witchcraft, but I promise you it's not. Like, at least I don't think it is. I don't know. Maybe it is. Shoot. I don't even know. I just know that I felt good afterwards. Like, I felt like I was cleansed and it felt like my energy was better and then another experience I had when I went to him is that after we did that, I went to a temascal, And I don't know, I don't think Americans know what that is. So I'm going to give you a definition. Have you ever heard of it, Marisol? No, I actually have not. So this, you should Google this after we have this episode. So a temascal is a type of sweat lodge where which originated with pre-Hispanic indigenous people in Mesoamerica. The term Temazcal comes from the native language, if I can't pronounce this, Nahuatl. And that's like the ancient Mexicans. And you're like, what is the purpose of a Temazcal, right? So it is a therapeutic healing to relieve stress, aches, injuries, and it cures the skin or respiratory diseases and also after childbirth. So I need to go do one of these again. So my experience of the temascal is, it's like this little, oh my god, I know what it looks like. Did you watch Spongebob? No. You never watched Spongebob? I have, but not enough. Okay, but do you remember Patrick's house, the star? He lived like on a rock. Yes. And it, okay, that's exactly what it looks like. It looks like Patrick's home, a rock. And it's made out of clay, and it has a small little hole, and you go inside and it's pitch black. And you are inside the temascal in Marisol. It was tiny and it was like 30 of us in there. And it was so freaking hot. It felt like hell. And um, the man made a fire and then he closed it with a rock. Can you picture 20 people inside darkness and then there's a fire inside and we're sweating? And you have to learn to breathe inside. Because if you don't know how to breathe, Marisol, you can freaking suffocate in there. Obviously, they will let you out because they don't want to kill anybody but you have to control your breathing. And you know what I struggle with when I work out, like on the Peloton? Breathing. Yes, but guess what? Ever since I did the Temazcal, I can control my breathing. So it was a wonderful experience. I felt like I got the best facial of my life. Jesus suffers from acne and he had the best skin after the Temazcal. He did it with me, by the way. And my aunt and uncle did it with me. And that was such a cool experience. I never felt more Mexican in my life. And it was amazing. Okay, but back to the Reiki. Okay, back to the Reiki. Um, I really think Reiki is real. And I, I, the Catholic part of me doesn't want to say that because, you know, I'm not supposed to believe in it. But I'm a very open-minded Catholic. I always say that. I always, always tell people I'm an open-minded Catholic. And then Jesus gets mad at me because he's like, that's blasphemy. You can't believe in that and be Catholic. And I'm like, well, you know what? I am. Anyways. But have you done Reiki, Madison? I have, but it was a long time ago
0: and I don't think it worked for me whoever did it.
1: Was it a legit person or do you feel like they were um a uh, estafador? I don't know how to say that in English.
0: I don't know. I honestly don't know. Maybe at the time I feel like I would benefit from it now, but I think at the time I was a lot a lot younger so I feel like I, I was think- just like this is boring. <laughs>
1: I will say this um reiki and this is my opinion this is not in the books this is not on google this is nancy's brain i think none of these things can work if you don't believe i think our minds are super duper 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 powerful and if you don't believe nothing will work for you do you know what i mean like if you're in a negative depressed state of mind nothing's going to work for you you have to believe and you have to you have to have faith, believe, and you have to be open minded and you have to be positive in order for things to change. Could you agree or disagree?
0: Yeah, and I feel like I was just super young and I, again, thought it was boring. So I don't think, I think that's why it didn't work
1: for me. So we're in like a very interesting topic. Would you do a demascal or would you be like, what the hell? I don't want to die. I
0: would, anymore. but I think I would maybe talk to whoever's in charge and tell him like, Hey, what triggers my anxiety is whenever I feel like I'm in a very close confined space, a car, an airplane. Um, so a rock where it's hard for me to get out and I can't breathe because I literally, I literally got a, um, I got a, a filling in today for my teeth. Mm-hmm. I have some cavities. And she gave me um this anesthesia. And then after she gave it to me, she gave me a whole bunch and she was just like, Yeah, you're gonna feel your heart racing. You're gonna be a little nauseous. Um, and I was like, That's literally what I experience when I have anxiety. I have my heart's racing, I feel nauseous, and I feel jittery. And I had to tell her, I was like, Listen, I have anxiety. Um, it's been pretty bad recently, and that's literally what triggers it. I I would definitely try it. I would just it would probably be a little scary. So, I have
1: told you the positive part about the mascal. Well, oh, I told you some positive parts, like this, the facial, right? Mm-hmm. Um, go inside with the bathing suit. Like, everybody wears a bathing suit inside. And then when they do the fire, they make the fire hotter by adding water to it. Because if you add water to a fire in a close, confined space, what happens? It gets it's terrible. Hot. Yeah. It gets so fucking hot. But every time they threw fire into it, it was like to make us stronger. And I know it sounds really ridiculous, but they would throw water into this fire. And then we would chant together. The man was leading a chant. It'd be like, and then people out loud got to say what they wish for. And I actually got to say that I wish to heal my body. I think that's what I said. I hope I'm not remembering incorrectly. And then after you make your wish, because everybody's allowed to make one wish, because I feel like, let me see if I can find an article about it and read it real quick. But um, you feel everybody is in there and that they must rooting you on do you know what it feels like to have a cheerleader like for actually you do because Destin is your hype man but um do you know how good it feels when people support you I feel like I struggle because I don't have the greatest support system and I haven't mm-hmm. and when you are in there in this hot confined dark space and you say the most vulnerable thing because what I said was very vulnerable I can't remember the exact words because this happened in 2021. Oh my God, it was in 2021 too. And it was February of 2021, if I'm not mistaken. I said my little vulnerable statement and then everybody was like, yes, to blah, blah, blah. And then they chanted like, yeah. Do you know how good it feels to be like, for real, like chanted? Like I think about superstars and basketball players, how good it must feel when people are screaming their name in the stands.
0: Yes. And I feel like that would empower you. That would feel so nice because I think, I think I, I don't want to say I give my, I give credit, but I, I do think that Dustin is my biggest support system. And I feel that I would not be as internally confident as I am, because I know I'm not like the cutest flower in the yard, you know, but I see myself the way he sees me and I feel like that gives me confidence. You know what I'm saying? Um
1: I mean I I can only imagine imagine that. that. In in my eyes you're you're very beautiful, like inside and out, Marisol. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Um but I I I would love to have an
1: experience like that that you had. So uh, the last thing I wanna say about the Temascal is if you ever have the opportunity, definitely try it. But the whole purpose of the temazcal is that you are giving yourself the opportunity to be born again it's called Mm -hmm. a rebirth and you crawl into the temazcal and when you crawl out it is a representation of like when you come out of your mom's vagina it has a very small hole um and it's all very symbolic is that a word um symbolic yeah yeah so it's very symbolic and I really, really wish I found a really good article, and I wish I would have researched before. If I would have known that we were talking about Temazcal, so I would have done more research. But guess what? We winged it today, and here we are. And um, it's just a crazy experience. I'm pretty sure no one from North Augusta High School has done a temascal but me. Like, I'm almost mm-hmm. positive. Yeah, po- you know what I mean? And I feel really proud. Yeah, now, but yeah. I, I feel really proud that I got, like, very close to my Mexican roots. I like being Mexican. Just gonna say that. Um, well, let me be specific. I like being Mexican American. Okay, so I guess um, do you? I asked a question. So do you want to ask the question so we can wrap things up? I feel like we're talking about anxiety. We're talking about rebirth. We're talking about the We're talking about autoimmune diseases. We're talking about rheumatoid arthritis, and I want to give my spill and say that. I, me, Nancy, believe that the root of unhealthy problems is all based on your generation. I mean, not your your bloodline, not your generation, your bloodline. I think, Marisol, and this is me, 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 me. I think we carry our family's problems in our blood. And like, for example, my dad's family is a big cholesterol family. I actually got my cholesterol check last week and I have to get it I get the results next week. Um, so my husband's family is a big diabetic family. And I always joke around with Jesus, which I shouldn't joke around this, but I always say that, oh, you guys get diabetes because y'all are so sweet. Because you know Jesus is very sweet. But mm-hmm. his, his health very serious, and he does not eat sugar. And I don't know if you know that about Jesus, but he really does not eat sugar. Like, he does not eat sugar at all. I actually uh, do know that, but I forgot. Yeah, he doesn't eat sugar. I love sugar, um, which is why I'm way more unhealthy than him. But um, my dad, my grandmother, rest in peace, Grandma. Um, she died from a heart attack, and it' pretty sure it's correlated to the cholesterol that runs on our family side. And I always think that the cholesterol is from like unhealed trauma. And I know that sounds crazy, but my grandma did not have an easy life. She had an alcoholic husband, and I feel like all that violence in her life definitely affected her well-being and I feel like she lived a very tough life and I feel like when I think about all these things on my bloodline um, I think there was a lot of issues like in my mom's family there's so many issues and I can talk about my mom's family in another episode my mom didn't even know her dad my mom was raised by her grandma my mom has stepbrothers stepsisters she was abandoned by her mother My mom is the most forgiving person because she doesn't hold it against my grandma. Instead, me, Nancy, I hold the grudge to my grandma for abandoning my mom. And I know I shouldn't, but I do. So I have a lot to heal still. And I'm just going to say that I think that I'm sick because of all my non-healing problems, thoughts, bloodline curses that I have. Do you think that correlates to,
0: gen- like, breaking generational trauma?
1: 1000%.
0: Because I feel like our generation is, and I know it's talked about on social media, but I, I do really believe that we are breaking generational trauma.
1: 1, At least I, I, know, I know that I am. I think I am too, like 1000%. I agree with you. And I feel like we're in a good place to wrap it up. Um, So to self reflect today, are you breaking generational trauma? Are you healthy? Are you unhealthy? Do you know why your family has so and so disease? Do you think you could do a temascal? Do you think that you believe in Reiki? I wish people would really interact with us on Instagram because I would love to pick people's brains. But y'all are shy out there because we know you're listening. We have, what is it called? Analytics, like to our podcast. Analytics, yeah. And we know you're listening because we see the numbers. So please. <laughs> interact with us. I swear we're not scary. We will not bite you. We've had people message us and give us feedback, not just like, "Oh, you
0: know, that was a good episode," but like genuine feedback, Wendy. Um and I love it. I really, really love it. And if anybody ever feels called to either message me if something resonated or ma- message Nancy if something
1: resonated, I love that. So, definitely always feel free. And if you want to message us at the at the same time, that's even better. Like a little group chat. I love a nice group chat. Um, yes. But anyways, I hope, I hope y'all have a wonderful week. I hope you're out there being successful, productive, positive, and kill them with kindness, as Selena Gomez would say. Yes.
0: And I just want to say that I really, really hate crying, especially... In front of people. And I'm not really sure how many people will listen, but I do feel like I was a little bit more vulnerable than I wanted to be, but I'm going to be okay with that. And if anybody out there is struggling or resonated with anything that I said, I just want you to know that it'll be okay. And the fact that you are still here trying is just shows that you still have hope and that you're not alone and thank you for listening and we will be back with another great episode because I really love today's episode so thank you to everyone who's listening and who has supported us I hope you have a great week bye Bye.